With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here with my buddies Chuck and John. Gentlemen. Hey now. How we doing? Good. I've been better. Have you? I have been. John, you're wearing a short sleeve button down. I am. Unbuttoned to the, is that a nave? Unbuttoned to the nave? To the nave. Navel. To the... Yeah, pendant sternum to my showing. amulet to my first uh, very my first navel. I do have two navels, and they're both innies. Mm. And that's our innie. first uh, penis joke of the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are off. We have a, a packed show. I feel like the last couple of weeks, I didn't know what to talk about. It's to make up for last week's horrific Sky- Skype cast. The Skype casts are rough. Oh, you, it's you, hilarious to me. You listeners will have no idea how many times we're repeating. Even when we tell you we've already done this before, you don't we've know the other it. times. We've done it thrice. Things keep breaking. We're on time crunches. Yeah. Chuck, if you hadn't noticed that I threw a coin that, that muted my mic. How great was that? I know you guys didn't have fun last week, but I thought last week was magical. <laughs> it was a great episode. That's why you're here, Chuck. I am. Just blissfully ignorant of the real world. Yeah, I had, You're like I had a, a child. I'm like a dumb kid. Wanders into a room <laughs> in the middle of a movie. Well, the NBA season has uh, <laughs> really hit the fever pitch of things falling into place. But before we get there, on this Wednesday, a very warm. What season are we in? I think it's Schmarch. <laughs> allergy season. Uh, <laughs> in a very warm allergy season in Nashville, Tennessee, did we have breakfast? Oh, I went in. I was at Tower Deli, East Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. I had uh, the chopped cheese sandwich. Oh, chopped cheese coming back. I had two chopped cheese in the past week, which probably has something to do with my constant heartburn. But a chopped cheese is the New York bodega version of the Philly cheesesteak sandwich. We have talked about it here on the podcast. It's effectively... Uh, and what I found out today is that they put a little... Uh, fry up a little garlic and throw it in the ones there at Tower Deli, which they don't do. I did not know that. In the South Bronx bodega that I was uh, uh, learned about the chopped cheese. So that it was a fantastic uh, melted cheese, American. They don't go fancy. No. Uh, they substitute. Not unlike the f- cheesesteak, which must have cheese whiz. It must have. Or you can go provolone. If you got to like, che- No. Yeah. It, don't tell an old Italian guy he can't have provolone on his cheesesteak in Philly. He'll cut you open. But my Philly. Or just vote Trump. The, the Trump... <laughs> Let's not propagate stereotypes. No, you're right. Uh, the, the this Italian is not a mobster. He is an above-board businessman. You're going to be he hearing works, from the Anti-Defamation League. He works in uh, construction. That could be good for our numbers. No, but yeah, uh, it's basically a Philly cheesesteak sans the sliced beef of a Philly uh, sub, the ground beef mm. um, of you know of ground beef. Ground uh, chuck. So yeah, it's a fantastic sandwich. There's a lot of debate on who has the best uh, chopped cheese in New York City. And mine was the answer one on is Tower Deli on Galton Road in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> I don't love cheese. You're tripping. Just don't. You're a very unlikable person. Yeah, I, don't know I do get is. that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not not the first time I heard that. <laughs> you, have, you have weird opinions, and people look at you funny when you say them. I didn't have breakfast, but I did this morning make an entire batch of Chex Mix at so around 3.30 a.m., which is an intense two-hour process. <laughs> you just needed to have some Chex Was that planning ahead? Was this forethought for, I'm having a big week, I want to have some homemade Chex Mix ready? Well, no, but <laughs> the lie I told my girlfriend when she woke up, walked in the kitchen, and I had a like the biggest bowl imaginable of Chex Mix and was stuffing it into my face was... It's for a party later in the week. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had to make up a party. (laughs) And I really don't know. I just had bad insomnia. So I drove to the Kroger and bought two boxes of Crispix, a bottle of Wooster. Wooster? 
Couldn't find Crystal Hot Sauce, which is the preferred hot sauce for Chex Mix. So a bottle of uh, Texas Pete. Texas Pete. Well, I ended up mixing Louisiana and Texas Pete. Ooh, what an innovator. And a stick of butter. We call that a Texarkana. Watched, uh, watched uh, uh, Texas-Louisiana. Caught up on some insane TV show called Legion, which I regret doing. I, you know, this is an aside, Legion aside. A lot of Legion talk. When I watched the pilot, I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was an incredibly entertaining standalone piece of entertainment. And I said, that was really cool. I'm not sure I want to watch anymore because what more could they give me? Right. Uh, and now I think I've watched four more episodes after it. Yeah. Eh, I don't. The pilot to me was pregnant with, does this matter? Yeah. And I'm sad to say, no. But that's why it's a great uh, one-off piece of entertainment. It does it's not just, matter. It was just like an 80-minute, like, this looks cool. I don't know what's happening. And then it's like, oh. It makes the terrible mistake of the reveals end up being just verbal reveals that only fans of something would know about. Couldn't be worse than the Westworld reveals. Uh, yes, it could. The maze is finding yourself. Hey, buddy. I believe that was the official. I won't, I won't, I won't Guys, <clears throat> the, the maze is finding yourself. Mm-hmm. I won't spoil it, but it's it's definitely worse than that. Uh, it reminds <laughs> me of this time. Uh, so I go to this theater a lot uh, that's like almost all black people when I go to it. And I've learned that uh, black people, they're not the target demographic for Star Trek, uh, <laughs> especially the old TV show. So when they did Star Trek Into Darkness, which was essentially a remake of Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Right. And then the big reveal was... Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch saying, I am Khan. Right. I swear, at least 11 people who I'm sure had never seen that TV show ever. Or the movie. Just went, who the fuck is Khan? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes your fan fan service goes too far. These movies don't stand on their own. Yeah. They certainly don't. They assume you have lots of knowledge. Going to them, which is like that new. Finally, we're off on the right direction. Yeah, that that new X Men movie, the X Men Apocalypse, which is one of the oh, worst things I'd ever seen. Uh, great trash. It, it uh, it kept introducing me to people that they never said their names, right. and it was like I'm supposed to like Rose Burns in it, and I guess she was in another movie that I saw. Mora McTaggart, and they kept saying her name, and like they kept looking at each other, Mora. and it was like the music would rise. Like the music is telling me I should know something. I don't remember it, and mm. they definitely haven't told it to me this movie. So. Um, now that I think about it, though, that was, was the most breakfasty breakfast of all. I had it in the morning, and it was cereal. Mm. There you go. Good My breakfast, you. also very similar. Not actually breakfast. Uh, the Grizzlies and Kings played late night on Monday. You know That, that game n- killed me. That 945 Central tip. Ugh. It's rough for old Daddy Keith. My favorite. John loves it. No, no, it used to be the best, because yeah. there's no other games You know, really to right. distract you. You can just go... Whatever. G- give it all your attention. Get focused. But uh, I was struggling, so I-, I did a little late night run. Kind of a munchy run for a sober person. Mm. And uh, I got a lot of cookies and mm. a lot of candy. Yeah, that's you. That's what you do. So I had some left over. So candy in the morning, that sounds like that's unhealthy. A cookie in the morning, that feels like nutrition. Yeah. So I had some of those uh, blonde Oreos. This does not sound good. That's what I ate today. The three of us, our health has to be... If we had a doctor, we're come spiraling. Up on, yeah, we As, should have a doctor yeah. come out. This and talk is to us the about the whatever the doldrums, the tax season. I mean, we've been well. Tax season's coming Jesus for us freelancers. God, the, uh, the this is what, how many months are we into the season? hundred. I mean, we've been doing these things. You know, every, you go every week. So hard, so hard to. It stay builds healthy. up. So, uh, you know what? What gives first uh, is personal relationships. Mm. Uh, what gives second is uh, your, your diet. Yeah, your health. <laughs> your diet and your health. Mm. So I'm uh, I'm on that one. So yeah, I had I had. But you're knocking them off your list. I, yeah, just time. checking them off the list. <laughs> so yeah, I had a bunch of cookies for breakfast, and that'll probably lead to uh, our next segment. After our breakfasts, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies, and this is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong. On any previous episode, or in life, or in our personal relationships, does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? The Cavs need to apologize to David Blatt. Heard. This is the worst the Cavs have been in a long, long time. They're no longer in. F- they're in first in the Eastern Conference, which we know LeBron cares about because Chris Bosh tells us so. Chris um, Bosh told us that. I didn't mm-hmm. get that. He said it recently. Really, he cares care a lot about, about the number one seed. Cares a lot about it. Does it? Was that on players only? <clears throat> Hashtag. Who knows? What is players only? I don't want to talk about Did it. Did Lenny Dykstra start it? I hope it's a Lenny Dykstra Ponzi scheme. Mm. Is this a callback to the Philly cheesesteak? 
Might it might have been. All right. Nails, Nails, baby. Great, great center field. Who, who do you think win a fight? Uh, Lenny Dykstra and Darren Dalton versus Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. <laughs> I got Dalton and Dykstra. Hell yeah, that's right. <laughs> Those um, Phillies teams are great. But I mean, the, the Cavs, this is a shambolic as we've seen them. And really, did they ever make any strides after firing David Blatt? I know we're going back a ways. They just won a championship. And they just won a championship. No big deal. Yeah, but any strides? Really? Yeah. Uh, did they get better? I can't see anything on the court that I makes mean, we me th- feel like their team's better than we when thought. They had. The Corver and Darren Williams acquisition was yeah. the push over. Right. But that's that's a. But this is regular season. This does not matter. No, but what I don't the, care. They have the worst defense in the league. Well, that does matter because historically, no team outside of the top fifteen has ever won a championship. No, that's not true. It's a, the the Lakers team that coasted. We're right. we're, we're a, oh, yeah. a lower half of the team. I don't. It's the it's a, it's. That's, I don't know. I'm just kind of looking often. around the coach scape and I'm like, where the hell is David Blatt? Did right. he deserve to be completely erased? Well, we talked about it earlier in the year. Uh, Ty Lue had a worse record at the same yeah. point in the year that Blatt got fired at. So it's. It, you know, where is he? It's like the Grizzlies having a worse record this year than last year under Jaeger. Yeah. Where is he? But don't tell Keith, anybody. Apparently. You're supposed Apparently. to know these things. Where is David Blatt? Uh, is he back in, in Israel coaching or Maccabi like or some other Euro League? Euro, I, don't, I, don't, I don't actually probably know. Probably counting his millions of dollars. Yeah, he made a lot of money. Getting fired from the NBA is pretty awesome thing As to happen to coach, you. Because yeah, you still get paid yeah. most of the time. Unless uh, You've got to remember, that we th- we think of that as a, you know, a life change. That's still their passion. They still want to do that. I get it, but... I just can't believe he's nowhere to be found. I'm sure he has kids, too. He wants to go to their freaking soccer games. The Cavs put, like, the the thinner curse on that dude. Like, (laughs) he didn't just get fired. He's erased. Right. And do you remember? And he did better than they're doing now. And do you remember the hype around him? I still don't know why this Cavs team, this, knows they're probably going to make the finals. I know everyone's like, oh, the the Celtics are coming on and the Wizards look great and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I think we're. This is. I think this is the disease of when you have to say something about the NBA every day for four months. I, I'm. This is my argument. Is not. Oh no, the Cavs are in trouble. Oh, you just. Think my argument is. Black guy. Why is David Blatt erased from the annals of the NBA? Why can't he get a job? Yeah, he'll come back, guys. He brought a team. Sam Hinkie's about to get another job. He's not. He's not Derek Fisher. He'll get another <clears throat> job. No, we'll Ooh. see. Uh, my, I want to keep. I remember this moment in podcast history to see who gets hired next: Derek Fisher or David Blatt. That's a good. That's a then good we'll question. know. Pretty good. We should write that one down. <laughs> uh, my apology, I guess, will be to. I'm not apologizing to Devin Booker. I will apologize to <laughs> Terrence Ross, who honestly should uh, thank me. Yeah. Because I, I I threw my parish hex on him last week. He's had three solid, over fifty percent shooting games in a row, averaging. 18 points a game, his last three games. That's not bad. That's all we wanted. So after saying he was bad, he did respond. And yes, this is a uh, lame duck episode where he will play a game on Wednesday night after I have said these things right now. And it, maybe it will end, but don't, don't play him in your daily fantasy leagues. Yeah, so that's that, that's that's a warning. But Terrence Ross, I said you were uh, apparently not good. Ah, now you're looking okay again. Again, you know, I guess it's kind of hard to go from Toronto to to Orlando as far as like if you care about winning oh. and you want to you know actually be in the playoffs but if you're going from playing 15 minutes a game to getting 30 you should be able to step it up and do some things in you the, should but your heart's in the broken the Vogelscape your heart's broken your heart you know, is broken you, suddenly heart. you're surrounded only by power forwards and shooting you're in forwards. a wonderful cosmopolitan city and then you move to the just right. totally morally dead Hey man, yeah. empty Orlando downtown, Harry Potter world or whatever. There's no Drake in the Greater Kissimmee area. You can play Kidditch. <laughs> you guys ever play Kidditch? You can drink butter beer. What is butter beer? That's the uh, drink. It's the from Harry, Harry Potter, Potter drink. drink. Oh, see, I don't actually know. Anything I thought you about just Harry said you normally, you normally know most things about fictional things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't know. Potter Potterverse eludes yeah. me. I'll never get in on something a seven year old can also be super stoked about. I don't think that's true. I could yeah. There's too many examples. Slides, breasts. I don't like slides. I, I, seven I year olds. I think not seven, into breasts. I don't. Think I they're... breastfed for a long time. <laughs> it explains a lot. I would make a Game of Thrones <laughs> reference, but I can't remember any of the names. <laughs> Seriously, that guy. No, yeah. No, the other guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that guy. Moon, moon room. Moon room. Moon room. So my uh, sorry and an apology goes to Russell 
Westbrook last week. I said it's pretty much over that his uh, MVP bid is is dead. I don't think so. Oh, I'm wrong. I he look took in, that game over. Well, it, it's easy to compare uh, uh, Westbrook and Harden, which we kind of go one and one a right now as far as MVP goes. Uh, w- Westbrook is dragging a far worse team along than uh, the Rockets are with Harden. Uh, the the value over replacement player of the non Russell Westbrook Thunder player is a negative point two. Yeesh. And uh, the VORP for non-beard Rockets is a seven. Uh, even the guys that we say, wow, it's, that, that team's better. Taj Gibson has played like dog crap since... Uh, started well. It did. but He started as a starter pretty well. Yeah, he's in a negative VORP as, as well. Uh, that's a dead carcass, and then he's dragging it. And the amount of like missed time from guys like Adams, uh, Oladipo, and Cantor, they missed 53 games between the three of them. Those are the only non-rookies that played with him in uh, training camp. So he's got to do on the fly, play with all these players that he you know hasn't had time to really gel with, and he's still doing well. They are great when he gets a triple-double. Uh, what is his 30 wins, six losses. He's incredible. I hope we can get to a place and maybe we can have a co-MVP. Uh, no situation. I think we should. No. I, as a man who believes in dating m- multiple women at once, I don't think we should uh, commit. And to how's that turn out for you? Monogamy. Hey, I'm doing well, bro. <laughs> the no STD yet. The oh, I want to see your I want to see your pap smear. <laughs> the Russell Westbrook has worse teammates argument narrative, which has become almost set in stone, mm-hmm. is still somewhat revisionist history. You can based on the preseason. On paper, you would you you would say that the Thunder have better players, but in the preseason, the on actuality. some of those NBA rank things, like Stephen Adams and Victor Oladipo were ahead of any of James Harden's teammates. Clint Capella was the highest rated right. Rocket coming into the year on all those NBA rank things. Mm-hmm. So, like, you look at it now, and everyone's like, "Oh, Harden has Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson and, pa- and Patrick Beverly." The difference a, a GM can make. No, it does. The Rockets are built to succeed. <laughs> I agree that way, but my my argument as if for a Harden over Westbrook is Harden is making these teammates look better. He's he's uplifting them, and meanwhile Westbrook is subtracting the value from his teammates. So I think well, again, I, th- I think that you could look at that two ways though, because uh, James Harden is th- dishing to uh, you know wide open good shooters. Agreed. And the Thunder have no good shooters. Right. No, I, I, I'm with you there. And and, I, and, and Harden's, uh, Westbrook's like uh, assist percentage and uh, stuff is actually higher than Harden's. Yeah. So, I mean, he's actually doing more for his teammates than, than Harden is. Although, well, you know, there's so many arguments to be made about. I mean, if you just watch Russell Westbrook play basketball, he clearly has to have the ball at all times. Right. That's just his innate nature. Of, that's how he plays. And that team, like, does play to his style Potentially to the detriment of their own. Yeah, so, I, I just I see think what you mean. if you pulled if you pulled hardcore NBA fans and even NBA writers before the season tipped off in October of who had the better supporting cast, I think it would have been way more split. But now into the season, we're like, no, 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 James Harden has way more help, and I think that's a false narrative that has been right. created based on this season. I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Like, I don't think James Harden has had way more help. I do think. Russell Westbrook's statistics are much more impressive than James Harden's because James Harden is playing in a seven seconds or less Mike D'Antoni offense that runs, runs, runs. But he also is the first player to ever have scored for 2,000 points and assisted 2,000 points. So, Mm -hmm. again, I I saw Daryl Morey throwing these things out, like if we're picking some arbitrary numbers, like triple-doubles, why don't we? Celebrate these other random arbitrary numbers. Well, yeah, and all these things, it's uh, Westbrook. James Harden also just broke the... Turnovers record. Yeah. So if what? we want to if we want to talk thresholds, we can spin this any way we want. Yeah. Uh, the, everyone talks about how nobody's done uh, this kind of season since Oscar Robertson uh, with Robertson with uh, Westbrook, but nobody's had this kind of season. Uh, Oscar Robertson's the only other player to have the kind of season Harden's having this right. year, which is more than twenty-seven points, more than seven right, assists, right, right. Um, and more than seven rebounds or or six rebounds. So he's he's. So destroyed. Oscar Robertson's like really enjoying this. You know who else might be really, really enjoying this? Is Artist Gilmore like the anti Mercury Morris? Is he popping champagne because he's no longer has the most turnovers in the season? <laughs> <laughs> Is he like, oh yes, not at the top of that, not not the answer to that trivia question any longer? 
Yeah, well, those, that was the long end to the breakfast in bed. Apologies. Before we get to our steak and eggs best thing, a reminder, for just a few more days in March, we will let you write a five-star iTunes review, and we will read it on air. Once April comes, you're allowed to write a five-star iTunes review, but we are not compelled to read it. Mm-hmm. And we do have a couple of those reviews to read right now. Worthy Adventures writes, and I wish he had spelled it like James Worthy and not Werther's original Worthy. Solid NBA podcast, five stars. I've been listening for a few weeks, and this is the most solid NBA podcast I've enjoyed. I love fantasy basketball, and this podcast gives more insight to teams. I love the camaraderie. Thank you. Thank you, Worthy Adventures. That was very sweet. I'll read the next one. Uh, This comes from Landgitstick, and it's titled Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Five-star review. The personalities on this podcast make for a very humorous and entertaining show. I listen to a lot of NBA pods, and these guys are definitely the funniest. Their Game of Scones segment is also really great. It would be awesome to see them do some debate episodes, such as discussing their top 10 players of all time, top five at each position, and maybe an all-time player draft. Those are always really interesting. Lastly, woo, pig suey, Razorbacks. If you guys call hogs... Call the hogs on the podcast. It would honestly make my day. So you get it. You got it. That was it, right? That was. I, don't, I don't know. Don't, how do you do it properly? Did, did I don't we, know. Did how we to, do it all? I think it was pretty close. Yeah. Pig suey. Pig suey. All right, cool. Thanks for doing that, guys. So I don't have to. I mean, I'll, I'll rank. My, <laughs> I'll rank. I'll rank my top five at each position. It's uh, Tony Allen, mm-hmm. Lance Stevenson. That's it, actually. Just Tony, <laughs> Tony Allen. Tony, Tony Allen at every position. Dylon. Uh, Twenty-five. Dylon. Dylon. Yeah. Dylon. So reminder: those weren't really plugs or anything, but uh, we did do a, an Arkansas uh, hog call hog or something. Call. Yeah, uh, so if you do have anything to plug, be it your own podcast or your band or anything, write it in that five-star iTunes review, and we will read it as long as it is not horribly offensive. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? I touched on it earlier, but my best thing is the uh, Boston Celtics uh, gaining the number one seed in the East over the uh, listless. You just hate the Cavs. I hate the Cavs so much as a Miami Heat homer. Cavs being below 500 in two of the past three months. Um is incredible. The Nets have more wins this month than the Cavs. It's kind of sick. The um, Nets have more wins than most teams this month. It, they have. <laughs> well, I think they're seven and eight. <laughs> they're, they're trying. Rolo, man. They're trying to ruin that uh, that Celtics pick. Um, but the, speaking of the Celtics, have a number one pick next year in the draft, and what's supposed to be a solid draft. Um, this was supposed to be kind of a rebuild season for them uh, while they waited on a, a superstar to come in the draft. And they're number one in the East. Um, well, I mean, we we all unanimously took their over that was fifty two and a half. Yeah. So I mean, they're not a rebuild. They're not a rebuild, but they're not in some. They they were supposed to be, uh, you know, in the wings behind uh, Toronto, and not really being taken seriously as a contender for home court throughout the East uh, playoffs. So, yeah, it, not specifically rebuild, but you know, at least on the uptick, this wasn't going to be their best team in the next few years. We can see them kind of, you know, with with draft picks. And what if it is? And that's possible. But as it stands right now, Brad Stevens is my coach of the year, even though I love what Spolster obviously is doing in Miami. But Brad Stevens is cooking uh, five-star dishes with not much on, on his If roster. they finish atop the Eastern Conference, that probably... No, that's, there's no doubt he gets that. Puts so, it on him. But Although yeah. you could give it to Pop again if you want to. Always, every year he could get it. But you've, I think this uh, this Celtics team is, it's great to watch uh, somebody take down old crusty ass eggs Benedict. I do like the narrative. Chi- I do like the narrative switch. Like I'm gonna no more, not say narrative anymore today. Yeah, you said it a bunch. Yeah. Uh I've 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 gone back to listening to NBA podcasts and it's changed my head. <laughs> I snapped for a second that week that Bill, Bill Simmons and Zach Lowe did double on each other's podcasts. Yeah. Something snapped in my brain and I went all comedy podcasts for that. Like I quit listening to basketball <laughs> podcasts. Like I don't I don't want to hear any more opinions for a while. But I do you like your Zach Lowe tipping point. Yeah, I do like the fact that we are going to get a LeBron not or possibly get a having to win on the road LeBron 
team as a favorite. I think it's fun. I think, you yeah. know, like it, it feels like we've conceded the East to LeBron for so many years. Mm-hmm. The idea of him not having home court advantage is more fun, I guess, as a viewer. Yeah, it does. It, it offers some, um, you know, variation to what we're kind of accustomed to uh, the past few years. And if anything, it's just exciting to see a team with no real superstar put together a season like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, You're Isaiah, just sli- oh my I goodness. love Isaiah Thomas. I mean, real superstar. A re- Chuck thinks the Celtics are rebuilding with no good players. You, well, you, I mean, you heard it here. No real superstar. What's top a, top I mean, five he, players. He's, he's going to be like, he possibly is going to finish fifth in the MVP vote, Isaiah Thomas. Do you think? I think it's interesting. His usage over thirty. Are they going to keep him over sixty percent true shooting? He's going to be angry with whoever they draft. Mm -hmm. Right. It's going to be weird. Yeah. You got to keep him though. And we saw what happened when uh, he was in. He's good. I feel like they might trade him. I think they need what they need to do is trade trade that pick. They need to trade that pick and get the Georgia Butler. Clearly, they are not going to trade that pick. No, I think once once the lottery happens, if they if that's they finish, you, you think that's the if they the don't Danny Ainge Kaiser Soze move. I don't. I don't. Everyone knows I don't follow the draft or like the the prospects. But if they don't end up with one and Marco Fultz, I assume you trade that pick and try to get Jimmy Butler or Paul George because you have like you're you're locked and loaded mm-hmm. with Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, Marcus you know Smart. Isaiah Thomas, Al Horford. Mm. These guys are in their prime. I feel like you lock and load and you get that next guy. Mm-hmm. You know so. Or, you know, I guess if you can sign Gordon Hayward. It's going to be fun. Ooh, fun offseason. That would be a fun uh, But it, it would be wild if they do, again, get number one overall and give the Cavs a big scare. My best thing, my steak and eggs this week, is the Yusuf Nurkic revenge tale. Ooh. I haven't been this satisfied for a revenge I saw coming since John Wick 1 and 2. Because <laughs> so many times you get worked up for, oh, it's a revenge game. Yeah. He's really going to let him have it. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out, I like... Red Viper in the uh, Game of Thrones. Like, I didn't, that revenge went poorly. Uh, So, like, the, your, Nurkic destroyed the Nuggets. And this is a huge game. And yes, I have adopted the Nuggets as my secondary team this season. So I felt some pain. They haven't made it easy. I actually was wearing a Nuggets shirt yesterday. I wore wore the shirt for the team I was pulling for that night. And they lost hideously. It just the way they lost. Uh, Mike Malone trying out some new lineups for the first some time. Some fearful symmetry. Uh, I wore under my members only jacket at work my Nikola Jokic shirt last night. That's oh, crazy. I didn't even know you owned a Nikola Jokic shirt. I got the Joker. Oh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But and N- Nurkic stomping on him, uh, hitting all his shots. Where you say his his post game quote? Uh, oh, what was his post? Oh, his post game quote is like, "I wish all those guys a, a great summer." <laughs> <laughs> he was li- he was live on League Pass and they were interviewing him and he was saying things I couldn't understand it all honestly uh, but it's good that he's playing with anger he was he's, like, I'm having fun seems like an emotional dude though he what's was on his the bench ins- what's his Instagram name oh, Chuck gosh it's like uh, yeah his uh, his Instagram is Bosnian Beast twenty three which is one of my uh, favorite all time that's like a Batman villain. KG Beast. <laughs> In fact, I think I shall now call Yusuf Nurkic the KG Beast. Also, the funny thing with him is Jokic, I feel like, got destroyed, obviously, in yes. that game. Yo- Jokic. Although he still put up good numbers. Yeah, good numbers, like but, but he got destroyed. Also, it's weird. Like the, uh, I don't know if there was some kind of, if this, is, this could be like a Stephen King novel. Moving to Portland, Nurkic seems to have lost like 30, 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. And he gave some of it to Jokic. He's getting <laughs> like Jokic's getting get a little beefy, mm. getting a little windy, getting back to that childhood drinking all that soda look. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. Well, was, it, it was a dark day for the Nuggets, who are now very much in trouble. It would be, I guess, hilarious now if the pay, if the Blazers fell apart. Wouldn't it be hilarious in the last that, eight games that if Jokic was uh, pushed by having Nurkic on the team, so he worked his ass off to get Nurkic off the team, and now that Nurkic is gone. He's kind of just eating donuts. No, exactly. That, that's like, that, that's what it looks like. He's like he's like, I mean, yeah. We always we gave Mike Malone so much crap for starting the season with Jokic at the four and then benching him. Mm-hmm. But you saw now Nurkic is killing it. So they you know, they saw the talent in Nurkic. But yeah, so Nurkic totally quit on that team. He went Vince yeah. Carter on them. Yeah, and just said I'm gonna be horrible. Trade me. And now that he's traded, Jokic is like, woo, Bosnian beast ain't breathing down my neck. I let myself go a little bit. NBA Twitter loves me. I'm going to quit working out. So that's, that's my best thing. Nurkic, step it up to the plate and knocking that revenge out of the park. You got a best thing, John? I sure do. And it's very similar. It's like a um, a fraction of the, do you guys recall the Kawhi Leonard 
offensive than defensive game winning play from a few weeks back. Yeah. Is well, the Rockets? Our man James Johnson did his own little mini version of that. So oh, good. Blood sport. Man. Not only did he dunk Marcus Morris into oblivion, he then caused the jump ball that led to the Hassan Whiteside game winning tip. It's just one of those beautiful both ends of the both ends of the court sequences that makes your blood uh so beautiful. I miss James Johnson so much. That uh, James Johnson dunk was only the second greatest dunk against the Pistons he's had when he was on the Raptors. Oh yes. And went baseline all over Andre Drummond and quote I cocked that joint back and banged on him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll have you know, when I typed in James Johnson to my, to my Google window, cocked that joint back was the thing that was the autofill. So go. I wanted to get exactly right. But yeah, that was. We've got, we've got cocked that joint back and cocked it back to Waffle House on the same team. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. As Slack, as Slack chat uh, champion Matt Sullivan has pointed out, the seat team seems to be enjoying playing with each other. They look like they're having fun. They really do. They're, they're stru- I mean, obviously without waiters. That's a big deal. Right, but he's out a uh, couple more weeks. They're way worse without wa- I think with waiters, they are 27 and 19 with waiters, and I think 9 and 19 without him. But Something on the – it could be a couple games off. There, there. is some great news for the Heat uh, coming up. They're playing the Knicks on back-to-back games. So. Only favored by three points tonight. That's kind of They weird. haven't been that good. I mean, no. it's the second of a back-to-back. Again, we're recording lame duck. You won't hear this until that game's over, but yeah. They're having those troubles. All right. Uh, spoiler, I'll have lost money on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Opposite of steak and eggs, what is your cream of wheat worst of week? What's the worst thing that's been going on? I was mean last week. I was talking about Kawhi Leonard being not a great defender, and that's just a stupid thing for me to say. I'm, I, a, I'm, I'm apologizing again. That's two, fine. Two apologies. You got to bring the hot takes. I bring the hot takes. It's what I do. We got to have a Bayless on here. I, I So... I've read a Matt Moore article about how his defense is so good that it's actually hurting his team defense when he's on the court. Uh, and another one that you sent me. The Nylon Calculus guys were all over it. They were talking about how his the players missing threes against his shot uh, defenses is hurting him defensively as well. So it doesn't all, none of these things make sense. I don't get it. Right. But uh, he has, and then this is kind of a big picture thing outside of what's going on with him this season. But uh, he has more, you know, as of, you know, a day ago, he has more steals and fouls in his career. And he's only, he's only had one technical in his whole, uh, his whole NBA career. That's because he's deaf and mute. He's literally a robot. But, you know, Kawhi, dude, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure you out as you go. You're kind of a crazy um, spectacle for me to try to f- figure out. But Well, you guys talking about all these flawed defensive stats makes me think of a song. And that little song goes a little something like this. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Got that game of scones. Oh, oh game of scones. Got, got? I'm on a streak, y'all. I got two two weeks in a row where I'm crushing. All right, well, we'll see. This one can make you look bad if you don't I'm, put up a pretty I'm, good performance. I'm going to look so bad. So I have three, perhaps flawed, advanced defensive statistics. Defensive box plus minus. Defensive win shares. And defensive rating. I think I think I think the nerds I say that affectionately hate defensive win shares the most. Mm-hmm. But that's anyway, interesting. I'm excited. That's interesting because this, this will this will tie into what we've just, just finished. So I believe I believe win shares are an accumulated stat where the more you play, the higher your number goes. Right. So, but really, all I'm going to do is right. you guys have to name players, and they have to be in the top ten of one of these three categories. Okay. First one to have three strikes is out. Okay. We're going to go fast with this. There's not going to be a bunch of Dinkling. Okay. Dink, Dinkled Dinklage. Dinklaging. Chuck, go first. Um, Chris Paul. Chuck starts off with a bang with a strike. Go Bear. Correct. All right. Second in defensive box plus minus. First uh, in defensive win shares. And second in defensive rating. Let me get Jonathan Simmons. Oh, I like where you're going, going crazy Spurs. Ghost Simmons. 
But that's another strike for Chuck. That's the first strike for Chuck. No, you, no, you, you, you missed, missed the first one. Missed on a... Yeah, Chris Paul was not. Oh, Chris you said Paul. strike. I thought you meant like... No, uh, no, that wasn't like bowling. Okay, cool. No. You meant baseball <laughs> Three strike. strikes and you're out. Okay, and you are two-thirds meant, of the way there. You meant Tebow at ba- the plate. Baseball strike. This right. is underwhelming. Uh, give me... I'll take Hassan Whiteside. Ooh. Does not show up anywhere close in defensive box plus minus. Does not show up. Until, oh, just ekes into win shares. Yes. But fourth in defensive rating. All right, good. Well done, Keith. Um, Chuck, it can't be like this. It can't Ke- be three straight. Kevin Durant? No. Does he qual- An insane well, it's Kevin answer, Durant. but correct. Yeah, I was like, Kevin Durant's been really good. Yeah, he he was amazing when he, he played. Is. Seventh in defensive rating. Uh, has not shown up anywhere else. I, got, I like that, I like that uh, Chuck said that because... Um, I think that's the part of it's his game su- that he turned up this year. Yeah, he really. Oh, he did. was amazing guarding all positions, Draymond style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go with. Did that, you just say Draymond? And I will go with Draymond. That's, that's correct. That's why I hesitated because I know Draymond's probably higher on that. Draymond place. first in two categories and second in defensive win shares. Yeah, Dray- Draymond's been what first the last couple of years. I mm-hmm. think unbelievable. All right, cool. I mean, this is probably me eating crow, but Kawhi Leonard. Mm, just barely. Oh, he is in there. Is eighth in defensive rating. Nowhere to be found in the other two. Mm, nice. Just that's kind of the whole thing made me think of just how weird these stats are this year when the guy we consider the best defender doesn't show up in them. Right. Keith, I'll go. Danny Green. Uh oh. Uh oh. Keith has his first strike. Oh, wait a minute. Tenth in defensive box plus minus <sighs> by the skin of his teeth. Little I know these things there. favor big guys, but I thought maybe I was going another spur. Hey, they really don't. Uh, defensive box plus minus really, really will save you here. Okay. So don't, right. don't be stuck thinking center. Okay. okay. Here, go ahead, Chuck. Let me go James Johnson. Oh, went with his heart for the third strike. Nowhere to be found. Oh, Tyler Johnson on that list? Not a great defender, despite his awesome plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his positioning and lack of wind shares will get him. But it's a really interesting list. You guys went Spurs heavy, and I can see why. Because guys like Pau Gasol show up right. over and over. My last guess was going to be, I think the only Grizzly with a chance is Tony Allen. No. Because I thought he had one of them. The best he has is he's 14th in defensive box plus There minus. we go. 14th, I, I'll take it. I really wanted, when I started this, to point to Rudy Gobert as king of defense. Right. But really, it just makes you, th- you're in awe of, and, and Rudy, Rudy was way up there everywhere, but you're just in awe of Draymond Green and then of Greg Popovich because yeah. he's got guys like Powell. Uh, I was pretty impressed with uh, Thabo Cephalosha showing up all over the place, too. Great mm-hmm. defender. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a reason he's in the league. Anthony yeah. Davis. And they're only good. Uh, Anthony Davis actually was was kind of nowhere to be found too. Oh, Andre Drummond, like third in all three. Oh wow! So I, I mean, th- these stats are f- fun to delve into. But yes. as we just discussed, don't know if I can really trust them. Yeah, I will tell you. Uh, Tony Allen leads the NBA in deflections per pose- hundred possessions. Uh, I will give you a million guesses over Robert Covington for who he's tied with. It's Chris Dunn. Mm. Whoa! Per 100 possessions, both average 6.6 deflections. That's from uh, Nathan Walker. But hey, that's what, that's what everyone said Chris Dunn would be like when he came to the league. Was like this amazing defender. He's so. one. Of, I've read of uh, a stat. He's one of the first rookies to average X amount of steals and blocks a game. Maybe that gives you some hope because otherwise point, I have yeah, I've seen nothing from him. Yeah, so he's he's doing uh, well on the defensive side. But yeah, that that offense needs to catch up real quick if they want to get rid of Rubio. But Rubio's defense, Rubio's been that. killing it. His Rubio, defense Rubio and Rubio drawing and drawing clutch questionable three point fouls. Yeah. To, sank to win, all three to to win basketball games. All right, where were we at? That was that was we're in cream of wheats. Uh, you know, we just talked about uh, Thabo Cephalosha. He's tangentially. Uh, part of my cream of wheat worst of the week. Yep. I cannot stand and won't watch the Hawks play basketball it's until t- Paul Millsap returns from his, apparently has Cenobites in his knee, like those demons from the Hellraiser series. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. Oh, man. That's what I heard on the radio this I don't, morning. I don't like horror movies. So, Are those uh, those like... Don't watch that- the Hellraiser movies, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do it. It'll be like, they look like Chuck, but then like they'll open up their 
breastplate and there'll be like another person in there with their eyes sewn shut. Yeah, no, Sweet. I don't I know that's that's the horror movie I can't handle. Oh no. no. I saw Get Out. That's not really a horror movie. It's a psychological thriller. Social kind. Although, although 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 someone pointed out to me I'm white and that's why I wasn't scared. Like, oh. Uh, oh yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, you know, yeah. I felt, I felt very comfortable around those people. That's that's fine. It seems scary. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the Hawks, I mean, they finally eked out a win. Against the Suns, and the, the Suns lo- were up. The lowly Suns, who almost won that game. Who, who uh, benched Devin Booker. Right. Who held him out. Before that, I believe, had lost either seven or nine straight. I don't remember. What is happening? With, with Millsap out, are they one of the worst teams? Well, they, they, they had not won a game without Paul Millsap. They were 0-9 without 0-9. Paul Millsap. Uh, th- looked like their over was a lock, which I took over, you know, again, for fake money. But they uh, lost th- all those in a row without Millsap. Now they're literally possibly not going to make the playoffs. Like, Jesus. They're still projected like 90% or 83% to make it. But that, that And wouldn't you guys prefer them not to? Uh, no, if Millsap's back, I don't, I don't begrudge them at all. I can't I don't stand like, watching Dennis Schroeder play. I don't like Schroeder, and I don't like Dwight Howard, but Dwight Howard's been okay. And He's like, been okay. Like, I, I like their wings. Their wings are weird, like Tim Hardaway Jr. going off every now and then. Like, it's kind of fun, but... He has ended up to be a better player than we thought he would be when we laughed at that draft pick De- trade. Definitely. Um, I guess I'll go. I'll do my worst. I wasn't going to do it. I guess I will since I just mentioned him. Mm. The, the Devin Booker seventy point game. I'm not angry about it. Mm. <laughs> I'm not. Thou doth protest too much. I am shoehorning this into the, my cream of wheat just because we needed to make it, the, the content work. Had had to get it in. Uh, I thought it was funny. A couple things about it. One, everyone's like, you know, 70-point Devin Booker helping everyone out in their fantasy playoffs. Well, not when the Suns hold him out two games later for rest. That's just two 35-point games now. It's no, <laughs> He's picking this apart. Here it's it so incredible. No, I think the Devin Booker game was super fun. It was bizarre. It was beyond bizarre. Our slack check was binging. Well, because the Suns, well, the Suns started the youngest team in NBA history. Yeah. It was younger than 15 of the 16 sweet 16 teams mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> at an average age of 21 and, you know, so many days or whatever. But they were down by 20 five minutes into the game. Right. And then it was all garbage time. It was 40 minutes of garbage time. And then there's goofing around like the Celtics not caring who scores points because they were up by 20 the whole game. And it wasn't until the third quarter where, you know, Devin Booker starts getting a lot of getting points. Hot. And at this point, you're like, oh, he's chasing 50. This will be cool. And like some of the 50-point games we remember, this game most reminded me of the Brandon Jennings as a rookie. Will Chamberlain's 100-point game? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I own the only tape of that game, so I've seen it many times. <laughs> uh, the Brandon Jennings 55-point game as a rookie was Don Nelson was, was the opponent and coaching the Warriors. That helps. And he did not call timeout. He let Brandon Jennings pull up for three like six times in a row. And so like when you rewatch the game, it is funny because he's going off and there's like this giant run where Brandon Jennings scores a bunch of points. But you're like, if this was like a real game, if we were trying, a normal coach would have called timeout after two and switched something up and he wouldn't score 55. David Blatt would have called timeout. So Devin Booker never, (laughs) Devin Booker never even had one of those runs where like he got super on fire. It was just more like, wow, he's scoring a lot, all these garbage points. And so uh, it was like, oh, he's, he's, this is going to be like a 50-point game in a loss, you know. And then it was like, oh, he might be able to get 60. He's, they're going for it. Like, they're still living on the court. And then that's when it got really bizarre. Mm-hmm. And that's when it became like when you play Tecmo Bowl and you ran it back to your one-yard line just so you could get 99-yard touchdowns, you right, know, because right, you right, want right. more stats. So, so then when, when, when Coach Earl Watson had him fouling after every play, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, they're just going for 70, that's when it got kind of bizarre, where you're like, this is, I guess this is cool. Yeah. And, and I, I know, guess that's the most fun way to tank ever. Yeah, so and I know historically it's happened that way before, like the David Thompson and David Robinson scoring those many that many. Larry Bird tr- had games like they that, were trying, trying to, beat trying to get the points yeah. thing. So there right. was a cool thing about that and a weird thing. Uh, the cool thing about his seventy point game, he only hit four threes, which is weird. That's and that kind of shows you the kind of prolific inside. Like they just yeah, didn't yeah. care. He was just going to the rim and hitting mid range shots. Wow, I did the, not know that about that. Right, that, that is stunning he to had me. Four threes. Um, the the messed up part was he was on the free throw line with sixty nine points and still hit another free throw, which NBA, in my book NBA Twitter was mad. You should never ever mm-hmm. not score sixty nine. But points. you're going for the joke or outscoring Michael Jordan's highest game. Eh, <laughs> I don't know. You kind of I'm, I'm with Chuck. You got, yeah, I yeah. stand with Chuck on this. <laughs> it, it it is strange just again that it was so wine. I'm dying. I'm Devin. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's pretty good. But it, but it was funny. And it was the thing where I guess this is a fun thing for the sons to talk about and to build around. And then there was all the funny Instagram talk about Jay Crowder being like, I've never seen such a happy bunch of guys who lost. And then Devin Booker like, you can't guard me. Yeah. You know, it's pretty good. This, the clap back. But the ridiculousness of holding the Chamberlain-esque 70 on a piece of paper. Brandon Knight's we need abs. A, we need a 30 for 30 on who, who set that picture up. That Because you know those dudes didn't do it. No, yeah. somebody was like, Brandon hey, Knight, what should do. Br- not to, I don't want to blow past that. Brandon Knight's abs were the revelation. Yeah. I assumed he'd be letting himself go because he's Goodness like, I'm not, compl- I'm, not, I'm not playing basketball anymore. <laughs> he just was doing crunches. You could clean out a cast iron skillet with those abs. <laughs> that, that was am- unbelievable. That's amazing. Well, those were our worst of weeks. Now for some... Hassan Whiteside cocks it back to Waffle House presents scattered, smothered, covered thoughts. A few more things bouncing around the league. Before you say a word, Keith. Yeah. We're talking about World of Warcraft for about 10 minutes right now. Hold up. Stop. World of Warcraft. Because there was that revelation this week. Tim Duncan, uh, Channing Fry, Andre the, Karolinko. The rev, the, the, oh, we know why AK-47 washed out of the league now. Yeah. He was just... He was, <laughs> He apparently spent like a hundred thousand dollars. Remember no, that? No, 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 Remember no, no, when no. Keith? You miss, you misheard Chuck. Mm-hmm. He had played so much that he could he could have sold his guys for a hundred thousand dollars. Really? Like Karolinko didn't buy his guys. Karolinko spent made. all his time, <laughs> dude, grooming his, maxing out his characters. That's crazy. Where, There's like, a new grit grind in this league, and it's that guild that those three men belong to. I'm so and if you're not getting this joke, grinding is when you play for a really long time earning coins. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, it's probably on some sort of a Gamergate Urban Dictionary, but you can check that out, <laughs> the validity. <laughs> but remember when Keith was worried about the Warriors like partying too hard? Uh-huh. I don't think so, man. I think we know what they're doing now. I think we're knowing about that NBA nightlife right now. Yeah, it's all they're all doing VR, World of Warcraft. I got to say, so this is all on the Road Trippin' Podcast, which again is, is a competitor which we sort of are. Never heard of it. When, when you get the NBA players together and then you get Duncan on there, come on now. It's not, it's not fair. even fair. We can't compete like, with still, that. Like, throw the, just, yeah. We should just quit. Can we just get It was so good. <laughs> but but hearing Duncan talk about that. Hearing, what was Duncan's, uh, what was his, uh, what was his race that he was? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about World of Warcraft. I would imagine he'd be like an elf. He'd be an just orc. An orc. Yeah. Yeah. Channing Fry was saying he had a, he had a pet snake called Puncher. Channing Fry should be a wizard. Which is, which is amazing. Like that whole that whole podcast is amazing. Hearing them talk, but yeah, Duncan's huge back tattoo is a World of Warcraft character. What? Um, and then it was just you. You got to hear the podcast. It's, no. it's it's really good. But yeah, I'm surprised. You think he got Kawhi into it? You think that's what Kawhi's doing? It seems like Kawhi might, might be into that. Kawhi would be a would be a uh, thief. Because mm, he can a rogue. Because he steals balls. Who would be the best elf? Uh, or high elf. Earl Watson. Mm, see, it, that's you're going. You're going like. Isaiah uh, Thomas. Is it you're racist going like, to say Jeremy Lin? You guys are going <laughs> like classic, uh, like little bitty elves. I'm thinking like getting all Tolkien, like big tall elves. I, have a guy, I see Gasol. I see Mark Chandler Parsons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> he's, got, he's a little elvish. Uh, Ty- Tyler Elvin. Johnson. Yeah. Does kind of look like a not bad. Tony Allen looks like the fighting Urukai. We were talking about the Hawks' bad record without Paul Millsap. A couple, mm-hmm. a couple other ones. I mentioned the Heat record the, without Deion Waiters, 8-19. and 19. This is some defense of my boy Steve Clifford. Uh, without Cody, You can't. Without Cody Zeller, the Hornets are 3-17. and 17. I know that's your MVP vote, but you can't defend Steve Clifford anymore. I will say, no, so, so this brings me to another thing. He has quit. He quit in that game against the Bucks. This brings me to another thing, which, which could have been my... It, this was going to be my worst of week if I didn't feel like we needed to get to the Devin Booker talk. The elephant in the room. No, the, the coaches, have we been misled about the quality of some of these NBA coaches? Yes. Frank Vogel? Terrible. I thought you were good. No. I'm going to say a word. Cover your ears, John. Okay. Stan Van Gundy? Oh, the Pistons. You said three words. The Pistons are done. <laughs> you done, done. The Pistons are horrible. Pistons are losing every game by 25. Like, they don't know what's going on there. Uh, Casey, Kinsey and Clown Posse is supposed to get a max contract. He's been horrible. Yeah. So, I don't know. 25 points the other night on probably nine for 22. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't think he, I don't think he, honestly, I don't think he had 25 points in the three previous games combined. Probably not. Um, that's his, that's who he is, though. So, like, I mean, Vo, I mean, Budenholzer is struggling. We, you know, we thought he was the system guy plug in. Maybe the system was Paul Millsap. Like, we thought these were the elite coaches. And obviously, they've had success. They've had years where they were like, that was an amazing coaching job. But now you're looking at it. Like, I don't even know. 
like coaching is so hard for us to judge, you know, anyone who's not an NBA coach or an NBA executive who's in it. A lot of great coaches are sometimes defined by a certain player or players that they coach. So and like a relationship they have with them. Right. And that seems to be eluding a lot of these guys. Like Doc Rivers seemed kind of like good with a terrible team with the magic way back in the day. And then he seemed bad on the Celtics and then he won a title on the Celtics. And now the the Clippers who are also kind of, I don't know if he's on the Clippers. Doc Rivers has the same like record and stats as Vinny Del Negro. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. Or Lionel. But there's a lot going on with Lionel, coaching. my boy. Like, you don't know. Grumpy the, Bear. When you get a new mm, coach coming in, bear. like a Vogel in, in Orlando, you don't know the culture of the players that have been there. He's playing with players that he didn't pick or doesn't want, you know, didn't have any input in, in uh, their acquisition. I think when you have Indiana, while they're, you know, not that great this year, does have some sort of culture top down from Larry Bird of some sort of Paul George is just getting angry. Every quote he says is, is like, but no one is mad as me. No one cares as much as me. I need the ball more. I've always like been curious as if, if culture matters so much, if you pulled pop out of San Antonio and dropped him, you know, without his, if pop coached the Suns, which was on the road trip and podcast. Oh, is that, I think think they were like, what are the Suns third? This, you know, really? like, like I think he was joking, but, but obviously, I think it, I if think Pop coached the Suns, they would be real good. You soon. think? Yes. I don't know. If, if it, Earl Watson coached this year's Spurs team, bad, bad. Yeah. Pop is turning guys like you know the Pal Gasols, the Lamar Gasol is the David in the top Lees. ten in defensive rating. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. But speaking of speaking of Pacers culture, Chuck, mm, here we go. Born ready. Oh, Lance Stevenson back. A three-year, $12 million deal. I love that. In March. That's great. And he hasn't played. Although, I don't know. played more than two weeks? I know the last... I know the last year is a team option. I don't know if the first year is this year, and is it just prorated? Is it actually like $300,000? Because it's like one-tenth of three million or four... I don't know. I'm not sure, but... Him getting that much, him how getting he get, a guarantee next year blows my mind. I just wonder how he got out of his lifetime contract with the Grizzlies. Man, mm. we never offered. It's <sighs> so sad. The fax was late. Old, <laughs> old, old Chris Wallace with the late, old late fax Wallace. <laughs> no, I, I love, I, I think uh, Lance Stevenson is a silly person. I followed him on Snapchat all last year just to uh, make Watch sh- him shoot jumpers? Yeah, yeah, and all he did all summer was shoot jumpers, and when I saw he got hurt... I was upset about it because I thought he was going to have a decent season. This is one of his, you know, you need to have, this is a contract here. You know, he was going to play for some sort of contract and look like he, he was got, trying. He's got a decent contract. It worked out fine, sort of. Um, I mean, he, I mean, he, he tore well, it. He, he tore his groin. He hurt himself in, in was a, New Orleans been and then something else. And, yeah, I don't know exactly what happened to him, but if, and he's young enough now where he plays out this three year or these two year, uh, this two year contract with a, a team option. He can get another decent contract. Little, no, little known fact: he's younger than Chris Dunn. That's false. I That's know. completely made up. <laughs> Those are my favorites. But, he, but, <laughs> but he's, but he's not. He's favorites. not old. What is he? No, is he twenty six? Twenty six. Yeah. yeah. So know. he can be twenty nine. Hit the yeah. Like, he's twenty six. He can hit the, hit the middle of his uh, athletic prime, and you know, hopefully, his the game slows down enough for him, and he can you know actually contribute okay. to a good team. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the awards segment of the program before a Grizzlies epilogue that will be painful. Uh, the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, which is awarded to the worst performance in a box score. This week, we have a few honorable mentions. Frank the Foreman, Kaminsky, 0 for 9. Mario Hazonia, 1 for 10. Marquise Chris, 1 for 10. Danilo Gallinari, 3 for 15. And James Harden, 5 for 20. Three nominees for the award. Can we talk about Frank real quick? Every time I look at a Hornets box score and he's the leading or second leading scorer, they lose by like 20, 30 points. Well, they also lose Every when he time. goes 2 for 13, 0 for 9. I would imagine so. Whew. They can't let him get that involved in the game. Man. It does not work out for them. So many things. They had a choose your own adventure of do like one of 10 things on draft night, and it'll work <sighs> out good for you. And they, they went with Kaminsky. Ying. Uh, our three nominees, as they occurred chronologically, Marcus Smart in a win versus the Suns. I believe this is a 70-point win or a 70-point game. Uh, Marcus Smart up against Devin Booker's 70 points. He was one for 13. Nine points, three rebounds, six assists, two steals, one turnover, four personal fouls. Two egregious flops. (laughs) And egregious flopping. Uh, Also on the same night, and this personally pained me, on the night Devin Booker goes for 70, Chris, future Grizzly Middleton, (laughs) also (laughs) 
went one for 13 in a win versus the Hawks. He was also one for 13. Six points, three rebounds, three assists, three steals, three turnovers, four fouls. And then uh, presumptive rookie of the year, Dario Saric, in a loss against the Pacers, was three for 15. Nine points, 10 rebounds, one assist, four turnovers, three personal fouls. So we got Marcus Smart, one for 13, nine points, three boards, six assists. Chris Middleton, one for 13, six points, three boards, three assists, three steals. This is going to really and test Dario Keith. Saric, three for 15. Let's test Keith's medal here. Let me go first so that you guys can yeah, be the Yeah, so pick. Chuck, go first. So I will pick. We were talking about Instagram handles. Dario Saric's Instagram handle is Megalodon20, which that's awesome. That could be World of Warcraft. Incredible. Um, I'm going to pick him for that. I know I shouldn't punish him for having a great uh, online screen name. Plenty of rebounds. But yeah. I mean, 10 rebounds. He had four turnovers, one almost, assist, three had, for 15. Almost had a double double. Plenty but, of rebounds. David's rebounds are the, are, the, are the emptiest stat there is. It is. Keith is just trying to protect his boy right now. Well, so you think it's Middleton? Let's see what you say, Keith. Well, I could I could save Middleton easily because oh, he had three steals. I'm we're testing we're testing Keith. He clearly has the worst box score. I say when less assists than when, smart. I always say far less we like we don't take into things like if I'm actually watching the game. This is just what's printed on the back page in the paper. But if I'm opening up the back page of the paper and I'm like, oh look, the guard for the Celtics was one for thirteen. That's really bad. Oh look, the guard on the other team scored seventy points. Oh, <laughs> does have a point. And he's did he play any uh, role in defending Booker that game? Yeah, so I would imagine oh, so, so. He got toasted and could. But also, no, they didn't care. They didn't care. They didn't care to the end when it, when it got yeah. weird. I think that's the. And then when it got weird, there. they were getting called for fouls. They were like double teaming, and they kept calling so many fouls. Yeah. So you're going smart. And I'm going Middleton. So how do we do this tiebreaker? Uh, fight I, to the death. I have no idea. I wasn't really tied. I wasn't really tied to. I mean, Sarge Megalodon. is good. Sarge is. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah, he almost had double double. What do you think's worse, Smart or Middleton? I'm gonna go with the less points on the same shooting. So, yeah, and more turnovers. Yeah, yeah. Let's so go. Let's go, Middleton. Middleton. Let's go. Let's go, Chris Middleton. Hurts. It hurts. Love Chris Middleton. A Bucks have our eleven. He's been dunking on fools after that injury. Eleven and four in the month of March. Ooh. Oof. Okay, they're going to be a, a... That's pretty good. They've, they've gone stop. from the 10th seed to the 5th seed. They're in there, baby. In they're just three in weeks. There. Three episodes. Fire. Two yeah. podcast episodes. It's going to be great. Official. I should, have, I should apologize to them after, for about four weeks ago, just heaving, heaving shade all over Jason Kidd. Yeah, you were killing Jason Kidd. But um, he was probably throwing those games. Uh, <laughs> or, or he was playing with mid, He was playing with his lineups on, mid-season. Honest, yeah. Honestly, probably throwing those probably games. Probably throwing those games. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had money on him. All right, well, par, par fade away before the Grizzlies epilogue in a very overstuffed episode. What are we looking forward to in the coming week? I was going to say Dario Saric. I look forward to him. Uh, it's funny how Sixers fans were throwing a fit that Embiid was not the rookie of the year. But who cares? He only played 30 games. He's definitely the rookie of the year. And you now, got the rookie of the year. But now they are... No, 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 no. Dario Saric is definitely the rookie of the year. It's insane to not be the rookie of the year. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, I'm hoping for more scenarios like we just had with the Jokic-Nurkic game where you get to see teams really step up and have the have the performances that get them into the playoffs and like propel them towards their goals. You know, the Heat just did it. You know, The Blazers just did it. And it's kind of just, that's why we watch these games because... Those are the types of scenarios that only a playoff race can give. Uh, yeah, it's the legit playoff game in the regular season mm-hmm. with personal storylines intertwined. Oh. Oh. And there's only one uh, storyline that I would like to see come playoff time, and it's looking like it could be possible, which is a 2-7 matchup. Match of the Cavs and the Heat, which would be absolutely incredible. Um, the Cavs have dropped, obviously, to second place. The Heat, while now in eighth, are game out uh, behind the Pacers, and the Pacers have a pretty... Rough lineup coming, a uh, uh, cu- tough string of games coming up. Uh, the last time this happened, I forced Chuck to watch all these games with me, and he was completely out of his mind. I'm surprised you want that. I feel like if I was a Heat fan, I would want them to play, you know, like bring on the Wizards, bring on the Celtics, bring on the Raptors. Yeah, I don't could, know what the, the matchups, how the matchups are, because you Chuck guys can't. revenge. You can't. revenge. I know we can't. You, you are right now the Chuck person. Chuck don't know karate. You, you, you are right now John Snow. 
but he, no, by crazy. himself. Like, no, 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 we can beat this other team if we do it this way. Right. Nope, I'm going to ride right at the army by myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, that's you against LeBron. I think it's the only way for it to my, my make me Game happy. of Thrones. Get out of here with my, that. My mind is you, racing. Have I'm, you watched that series lately? Why did, no, I haven't. <laughs> These are, I don't know. How, I, don't, I don't even know I remembered all this stuff. Normally, <laughs> it's just, it's in one ear. Like, like, I don't he won't let me all. talk Tolkien, but he's right. bringing the yeah. grim. Yeah. Mm. But. That's the that's the look. I'm I'm looking forward to the playoff races and hoping with my fingers. I do want to see a first round because I, I I don't think we're gonna see a playoff matchup with those two outside of that. Yeah. If, so if if I I want to get it, I want to be the team that upsets LeBron, and I want uh, my boys in Miami to to pull it off. So that's great. All right, my official part of fadeaway will be uh and segueing to the Grizzlies epilogue, a Grizzlies watch party on April fifth. This a week from Wednesday at Double Dog Sylvan Heights. So if you're in the Nashville area, come out and watch the game with I'm us. I'm not saying we have a Zebo Wrestling Buddy doll to give away, but we have a Zebo Wrestling Buddy. We got re-upped. Yeah. Prop Joe hit us. Oh, we got all the good prizes. The plug came through. Uh, so Chandler, Parsons, Yoga Mat. We got, what? <laughs> we, that is, we have one of those. Mark so, Gasol Cutlery. So come to Grill Do- Double Dogs on April and that's 5th. That's not for teeth. On a Wednesday. That's for using to make meats. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at fastbreakbreak. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. All right. Welcome to a very quick and angry lame duck Grizzlies epilogue because the Grizzlies will be playing the Pacers very shortly. RIP Mark's foot again. So big red flags. Mark Gasol, sore foot, sitting out. After last week feeling so good, after winning so many games in a row, the Grizzlies have now lost when on an zero and four road trip. Uh, here's my dark thoughts: They are what forty. They're going to be the seven seed. Yeah. And they have not played any of the young players in like fifty or sixty games. No. So the fact that you're telling me the Grizzlies are forty and thirty three, and yeah. Wade Baldwin and Deontay Davis have not played at all, I'm like, well, what's the point? Like, why are we running these other guys into the ground? I'm also sad um, that it looks like Fisdale is doing so many numerous things where you're like, what in the world is going on? The Kings lost, particularly gruesome. I'm tired of losing Dave Yeager. Yeah, Yeager's now won two in a row against the Grizzlies. The Kings lost. He blew timeouts early. The team was horrible the whole game. They shot 34%. Uh, at the end, when there was no timeouts left, they put in the horrible lineup of the three, the Her- Andrew Harrison, Troy Daniels, Mike Conley, uh, like... If we don't score a bucket, which I don't know what the odds of that are, like Do Tony and Fizz have beef. What's going on? Well, it's like Tony plays some. I feel like the the lineups have gotten weird. So I'm down on this. I'm down on the idea of playing the Spurs. However, on the one hand, and recognizing the fact that I've read multiple existential crisis Grizzlies articles this week, mm. the Grizzlies are still four and one since Chandler Parsons was shut down, and in the games they've started, the lineup they won when they start Conley. Tony, Vince, Jamichael, and Gasol, they're four and one. The only loss was at the Spurs. So the sky is not necessarily falling. I'm just kind of down that the season hasn't I don't know. I thought if we were gonna have like that middling to bad record, we would be playing our young guys a lot. We're not playing our young guys at all. Yeah, I guess Andrew Harrison is a young guy, but his potential is I'm low on. So I'm down. I'm dreading a playoff loss to the Spurs. I really hoped we could play want, the Rockets or the I don't Warriors. Want any part of the Spurs. I do like that the Spurs uh, aren't that good at offense, relatively speaking. As in, or I guess they play a low pace, a slower pace, where I feel like the Grizzlies can hang in. It'll be a gruesome grind of a series, and usually you would say that favors us, but with the Spurs having like six guys in the top ten defensive rating, we right. can't say that any longer. And so in just a couple hours, the Grizzlies are going to play the Pacers, two teams that are having a very, very bad couple Sons, weeks. Songs, Mark Gasol. Right, no more Mark Gasol. Uh, and even like Jante Davis not even playing when there's no when there's no Gasol it makes me kind of sad. But so I guess I guess I'm down on that. I, I I will say though the all the lamentations about it all being over, that's a bit too much. Like Gasol missed two games. Is it? They they lost they lost to they lost at the Warriors. 
I mean, and, and it was a good game. They played really yeah. well. well, and they lost at the Pelicans, that's where the Pelicans have won five of six. We never beat the Pelicans. Yeah, and so like, and that was a game without turning Allen. So yeah. I'm down, but I'm hopeful. It's still going to be fun. You're, you're living in the moment, but it looks good. You got Indian Dallas at home next to uh, those aren't givens and guarantees, but those are the Grizzlies' are, schedule is the easiest from here on out so, of anyone. Yeah, so the, I mean, and they're locked in, which uh, is a bad thing because the Grizzlies lose those games. They're up four games on the eighth seed, so they're locked into where they're at. I think it's you know right now it, it would be unwise to panic because they're a playoff team. If they with could experience. get the eighth seed and play the Durantless Warriors, I would prefer that. Honestly. Will they be Durantless? Yeah. No, that's that's the question. They might not be. I would risk it. I would I would play a Warriors team trying to get Durant back into. Oh yeah, Rusty Durant. Rusty Durant. You got you know we're not a dirty team, but just shoving them. I mean, just letting them know little love, little show, show them that, that, man. That, Oklahoma, that Oklahoma Star Telegraph, uh, Mister Unreliable front page. Mm-hmm. I, I still got the Warriors last in teams I want to play. Yeah, give me the Rockets. So don't give me. Don't Here's give the me thing: Durant. if they play the Spurs, I can't sell those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. No one. I mean, I'm going to go to the games, but you no, got to go to those games. No, I, I will be there, but you can buy extra tickets to sell. Right. No one buys those with the Spurs. You can't be buying the tickets and selling them to Warriors fans, anyways. Terrible fan. Got to make money. That's guys. it. That's a, that's a hustle. All right. Mic drop. <laughs> you guys, thanks for listening. Don't hold it against me. I, boys got Terrible a Terrible fan. I'm leaving. You guys are the best. Drive safely. <laughs> Yeah, never apologize for being G&G. Fab break, break, man. You understand? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.